Okay, so welcome to the spirit of adventure, the normal radical. We continue to delve deeper. So last week we looked at um, authority and leadership and uh, we had a presentation on I've got the power. Now we're going to further look at that subject through a workshop. Now this would be the third workshop that we've run, so I think you've probably got the hang of them by now, but let me just do a quick reminder for you in, in what the workshops are about. So in a few minutes I'm going to give you a um, view of five questions, and as a development group you'll pick one question to spend a chunk of time looking at, um, and then we're going to come back together and hear a little bit about what you want to do in the basis on the back of that. Just like Dad was just reading from that verse, that we want to be doers, not just hearers. So when we're talking about workshops, you remember we watched that video about redesigning the kitchen bin. The kitchen bin has been there for as long as we know, but there is a way to make it work better. So we're looking at the things in our lives, the values that we have here, and we're thinking, how can we make these better? How can we live what God would want to a greater degree? But we're not interested in just having consultants. That If you're not part of the solution, there's good money being made in prolonging the problem. Um, we're not that. We're not the fans that are on the sideline that are criticizing and shouting. But we're those that are putting on a shirt and joining in to be part of the solution. Just like with an American football team, a huge amount of players, they're all part of the team, they all celebrate when someone scores, but they do have different roles. Some come on for defence, some come on for offence. But we're all part of the same team, and we are constantly asking the question, what pleases him in this process? So, I'm going to... We've got a few, few movements here to do, so... In a second, I'm going to ask all of the group leaders to stand up and then to space yourselves out, because last time, group leaders stood up and then everyone congregated where they were. Now, I don't know if it's a spiritual ge geography here, but the, all of the group leaders were over this side last time, so everyone gravitated over here. So when the group leaders stand up, I want you guys to spread yourself out. Um, if you're not part of a group yet, Neil... Um, we'll be here with you, and, and Avril will be available if need be. We'll have the tribes together. Have we got all the tribe leaders? Got some representatives. Okay, we'll see how the, the youth work out. Well done, everyone. I wanted to kind of loosen you up a little bit. You can be more vulnerable when I can see people doing this. You don't usually do that on a Sunday morning. So that was that's lovely. Okay, so here we go. We've been looking at leadership. We're looking at how do we, what is the ultimate value of leadership and how do we do it better? And so there's some questions that I'm going to put to you. And each of these questions, to help guide the discussion, there's going to be some sub-questions. But I'm just going to put the main title questions up. And then you'll see on your form that is going to be given out to you that each question has several sub-questions. I'm going to give you about... Three, four minutes as a group to decide what question you, you want to tackle, because you're only going to do one of the five, because we don't have time to do more. And really, at the end of this, I want to get down to 
what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do differently? But we're going to start with a broader question, and we're going to funnel it down. So here are the five questions. So Hebrews 13.17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep a watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For what? Uh, for, for that would be of no benefit to you. So how can we be a joy and a benefit? That's meant to be for our leadership. Number two. In a church where we value relationship and are very familiar with our leaders, how do we still honour them accurately? Three. A leader expresses concern about a decision you made without talking to them. What do I need to consider in this challenge? Have you ever struggled to get people to do what you need them to do? What might help you get better results? And when people don't see the point, <coughs> excuse me, when people don't see the point in talking things through with leaders, how would you describe the purpose or benefits? Okay, now on your sheet that you've just been given, there'll be sub-questions for each of those. So just as a group, take a few minutes now to decide which one you want to tackle. And then I, I will warn you when to start. And you use those questions to explore what does God want from us when it comes to our, our response to leadership. Okay, right. Let's, uh, let's get a little bit of feedback from you all. Okay, right. You looked very intense. Good discussion going on. Very, very exciting. Okay, so what we do is we, we haven't got time to look at all the questions and to listen to all of the groups. So we're just going to pick a few of them. Um, so let's, let's start with, with number one. And you see underneath are the sub-questions that... that that were asked. So, um, I know Jack's group, Avril's group, Mark's group, and the Gibbons group over there. You guys all did number one. So, can someone offer me what could you do to bring joy to your leader? We said listening, responding, serving when you disagree with them. Come back to talk it through, be actively hearing God and talking the thing through so that you come to a sense of something together. What do you mean by going back to the leader to talk through? So if someone says something to you and you think, I don't agree with that, you could just go away and talk to somebody else or just never talk to them again or just whatever. But there are times when you do disagree with what somebody says to you. So as you get a sense before God of, okay, what are you really saying? If there is something to go back and challenge them with, you are able to go back and say, no, I hear what you're saying, but I kind of hear this. And then you talk that through. Or if you go away and actually you realise what they said was right, you go back to them and you say, you know what, I heard you now. Okay. Just out of interest, so just take that, that example. You've spoken to a leader, they've said something that you disagree with, you've gone away, you've thought about it, you decide to go back to them, and talk it through and say, look, I've st I still don't agree with that position. This is what I'm trying to do. Put your hand up if you've ever done that. Okay. It, it, it's quite an un 
It's not a normal thing to do in our culture. Usually if you disagree with someone, you don't raise that subject again because you don't want conflict and you, you don't want the discomfort or you don't want them to say the same thing again because it makes you irritated. What, what, why would you? What makes you want to go back and reopen the subject? I think because we were talking about the thing of what brings joy, not a burden, we were recognising that that is what would bring joy because it's about... The joy that comes to a leader's heart is when they see the people following them maturing in God. So when you see somebody working that thing through with you and you get to a place where you get God's mind together, then that's what brings joy mm-hmm. because it's, it's us maturing and growing in him, not me giving my opinion and you agreeing or disagreeing. It's the journeying together. And the joy that comes to a leader's heart is when that journeying leads someone closer to Jesus. Okay. Now, that, that's something to think about. Whenever you're in that situation where, okay, we, we've had a disagreement on this, but I know that their focus is for me to mature, not to win an argument, not to get a certain behavior out of me. When I know that, I can believe we can keep this conversation going because it's all about us maturing in Christ. Okay, someone else that did number one, how does your leadership, how does leadership benefit you? Um, it helps us, um, it, our leaders help us and it benefits us because um, it makes us happy. <laughs> okay, all right. Someone to talk to. Someone to talk to. What, what's the value of talking to someone? Um, to keep a good relationship with the new leader. Okay, so keep, keep things between you good, yeah. Okay, another group, Tia. So quite often when you're talking to a leader, they will spot something. I'm echoing from here, it's really strange. Um, that you didn't realise, they will just pick up on something and highlight it and say, I think God's saying this. And that can be very beneficial and they, it can really help you to hear God through them. And just having that correct alignment where the grace flows down from the leader. Okay, good. Um, any, any other points on what could bring joy or how, could, how has leadership benefited you from people that done number one? Okay. Um, we're going to skip number two because it was only Andy's group, unfortunately, that did that one. Um, I know, I know, I'm sorry. You're not, not, I'm not, I don't mean like it's only Andy's group. I'm trying to get where most people have engaged. <laughs> All right, so more important groups did number three. Um, sorry, I don't mean that. Okay, so your leadership, your leaders expressed concerns about what you've talked about, um, that, that you've talked about something without talking to them. Um, is it ever okay to not ask for input in a decision? So I know 16 plus, Mike's group, Ginny's group, and the Ackerman Seniors group did that one. So um, is it ever okay not to ask for input in a decision that you're making? Okay. We, <laughs> um, we said... Yes and no, because okay. um, it depends on the decision. So if it's like a snap decision that you can't involve your leader in, then go for it and then come back to them with it. 
Um, but if it's like, a just so say God's given you something, you need to ask for someone else's angle on it, but then still go back to God and ask what He has for you. Okay, so so in a so a snap decision, you're you're in H and M and there's a pair of shoes on sale, and there's there's no time to call right. in that, that kind of situation. Yeah. But afterwards. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, you may say to a leader, I made this decision, what do you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, just, just like that. I just w- wanted to pick an example that, that was for you. Um, <laughs> it's me when I've got the mic. <laughs> um, no, it's a, good, it's a good answer. Because even when we've got that input, we need to think about, we can't just say, the leader said it, therefore I've got to do it. We, the work that we do with leadership is about hearing God's heart and capturing God's mind. So, good. Um, someone else that did question three. What sometimes stops you from seeking input? Okay, Peter. Um, I was saying the busyness of leaders. So if I've got a decision that isn't um, necessarily a big decision, but it's something that's important to me, I'd probably be reluctant to uh, ask a leader because I see how busy they are and there's so many other people that need things. And I'd probably more likely want to wait until I'm uh, in a more desperate situation <laughs> and get my leader to deal with it then. That's probably... <laughs> okay, so just, just on that point, Pete. So that's one of the things that could stop you. Yeah. Should it stop you? Um, no, because it... If it's something that's important to me, it should matter to the leaders as well. But I think there is... I mean, for me, what I would want was more of a natural um, sharing life with a leader rather than a, I'm organising meetings to discuss issues. It should be, I'm sharing life with this person, this is someone I'm around, and because something's an issue for me, I'm going to share it. It would be less formal, Mm -hmm. although sometimes it does need to be formal. Um, Yeah. Okay, that, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where talking to your, your leader, it almost feels like you've got to book in an appointment like with a GP. I don't know if your, your leaders are ever that, that, that busy. And I can feel kind of awkward at times because you're thinking, well, I want it to kind of be natural that these things overlap. So how do you deal with that? The reality is people are busy. But you, you want it to be a natural conversation. You don't want the intensity of a session to talk about stuff. How, how do you deal with that? Any, anyone? An all-play question. Okay, we got Lucian November over here. Well, you could ask to serve them in some way. And as part of your serving, you'll be chatting. And then you can chat about what your issue is. Okay, good, good. If there's stuff that you've got to be doing anyway, might as well do those things together. I, I, I find that you can't sometimes have your best conversations when you're working in a garden or you're cooking together because it's not kind of sitting eyeball to eyeball. So, yeah, let, let's use those opportunities to share life and let those things come up. Any other, any other thoughts on that one? Just that thought that if you think the be- leaders are busy, never assume they're busy or mm-hmm. too busy for you. Because they um, may be very, it may be very possible for them to accommodate you quicker than you think. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, 
How often do we make decisions on behalf of people instead of giving them the option to say? And I think just, just think about that, the first question that we looked at, that Hebrews. If I'm a joy to my leader, I can expect them to want to have time with me. And so that, if we're living out what the scriptures say, we shouldn't have that hesitation. Okay, right, let's, we're going to jump number four because it was only Sophie's group and the Newmans. So, um, <laughs> making enemies all over the place. Lots of people looked at question five. So this one's, when we don't see the point in talking things through with the leader, how would you describe the purpose or benefit? Now, let's just, before we go too far into that, let's just get a quick definition on what we mean by talking things through. Anyone want to give us an answer of what we mean by talking things through? As an all play. We were talking about sometimes a wee bit like Peter said, you can leave, you think you have to talk about the big decisions, but actually just chatting through things in life that you're facing, you're considering, you're looking at, is what normal relationship is. And that's where it's really important. It's not just like crisis things or big decisions, just life. Mm -hmm. Talk it through. Yeah. So, it, oh, Richard, you got another point on that one? Run, Jacob, run. Yeah, just coming back to that that thought again about what pleases him so just just chatting i wonder what i'm not quite sure what what god's heart is on this situation or what god might be thinking so chatting that chatting that through to to find what's on god's heart Mm -hmm. yeah ultimately what we're doing in chatting through we're trying to see what god what what the nature of god is in our context and apply that and we use leaders to to help us in that process okay so what, is, what might you be missing out on if you choose not to, to talk things through with leaders? Someone that did question five, want to answer that one? Okay, Iman wanted to say that you might uh, miss out on a relationship, a two-way thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Anyone else on that one? Oh, we've got a clicking, clicking professor over here. Um, we felt one of the things that we'd miss out on would be wisdom. Mm-hmm. The wisdom that would come from talking things through. Because we could be very clever about things, but wisdom's a slightly different thing. Yeah, excellent. You get a wider picture mm-hmm. of what it is that you're looking at. Good, thank you. I, I was talking to some of the younger groups on this one, and I reminded them of that, that um, the pipeline that we talked about, and the fact that we've only got this much resource already. But yet we know for all the things that we're facing, we need this much resource. I was saying to our young people, you will have friends whose parents parents are going through divorces. You will have friends who are struggling with their identity. You will have friends who are so stressed about their exams, they can't eat or sleep. What if they wanted the wisdom that you had? What if you had something to give them to help them see God's heart in that situation? But yet you've only got this much left. So when we're talking about, oh, I I can't be bothered to talk it through, we're actually saying we can't be bothered to be a supply to those that are around us. And so we've got to think, if I choose not to talk something through, I'm choosing not to see God's heart for for everyone's sake that's around me. And I never want to be in that situation. Time is nearly gone, but a couple of things just to add. 
Um, obviously, we will pray for Andy and his group that were so thoroughly rejected. And there was another group. What was your... Yes, all right. Well, you, you, you get first, first chance when we pray at the end, all right? <laughs> Uh, all right, there are a number of things which are very interesting points that we need to pick up and cover, but we can't uh, do it all now. I just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, no leader, no person, hears God for you. They hear God with you, not for you. All right? The truth of the matter is, there is one mediator between God and man, and that is Christ Jesus. So we always think we're looking together to be getting the mind of God and hearing God. And uh, I think that's, that's a really important thing. The other thing is this, is that uh, we're looking uh, at to... Um, these things happen not in a kind of structural thing, but in a relational thing, all right? Uh, it should be in the closeness of relationship and the comfort of relationship and the security of that functioning properly that these things happen, we share things through. And um, the third thing that I want to just mention to you, the primary role in leadership is example rather than word. All right? So the word should always fit with the example that is being seen. And I think it's important to keep those things in mind when we're looking at the subject of leadership. Do you have anything else? Okay, so just to conclude today... Oh, I want you to think about what's your takeaway from today. What are you going to do on the basis of your discussion? So as, as, you, as we're closing up now... And if, if you want prayer, um, you can come to the front and people will be able to be here to pray with you. But take a, take a minute to talk with someone at the end of this meeting. What is your takeaway from today? What are you going to do differently on the back of this discussion? Thank you very much.